Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. Where are we at? Are we at Hump Day? Are we at the magic of Pretty Daddy's Hump Day? Yeah, we are. Halfway through the week. What's going on? Kind of makes sense since the college football playoff committee is at best a half-baked operation. What a joke. We're going to get to that in a little bit. The Dodd father, Dennis Dodd, CBS Sports, National College Football Wizard. I'm trying to think of a different title that properly encompasses his excellence. Wizard is going to be on the show to weave some magic and give us some insight into things as they stand as we head into conference championship week and the penultimate showdowns before we have a college football playoff that is actually set. Pretty Daddy has, it's been a while on this. I've been disappointed in him. Stepped up today. He's got a bad take. So we might want to sell it. I'm excited. Good morning, Tom. Throwing his hands up. It's not 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 David Tepper bad. <laughs> Good morning, Bill. Happy hump day to you. Bad take, Tommy. I like it. What to sell coming up. Let's go defend your honor, even though there, in this case there isn't much to defend. Let's go buy or sell. Hour and a half from now. You know what? 855-212-4CBS, Sports Writer, Sports R-E-I-T-E-R, Pretty Daddy CBS. Let me get all the mechanics out of the way. You know this stuff. Sometimes I just want to, we try to figure out every show. Well, first if I can speak, but whatever. That's a secondary topic. Great voice, voice of an angel. We try to figure out every show what we're going to open with, what we start with, what do we come out of the gate on. And normally it's the most forceful topic, what grabs the most attention, maybe what we're the most passionate about, what I'm most excited about. Today, and I'm excited about this, there's a couple options. I'm just going to throw in, in terms of decisiveness, which direction we go, I'm going to lean into positivity. I don't want to talk about, we'll do it in 20 minutes, but I don't want to start with these idiots, can I call them that, in Indianapolis, who put Texas, they might as well put Texas and Alabama at 30, which isn't actually a thing you can do in the college football playoff rankings. Ohio State, give me a break. So we'll get into... Just the boneheaded nature of the decision-making of the people in charge of giving four teams a chance at, you know, the most important thing in college football, a shot at a championship. And I'm going to give you an analogy later how basically the college football playoff committee, if I can be a little crass, got the equivalent of getting somebody pregnant, Tom, and just marrying them as a way to solve the problem. Tom did not like that analogy this morning, so I wanted to go with it. Don't like the situation they're in, so we'll just double down with bad decision-making. Will you marry me? 
Let's get married. We're in Vegas. Kind of a thing. We'll talk about Mark Cuban's move. Shocker to sell the Mavs. But let's start with something. I'm, let's start with this. I'm going to rain down positivity. It's a parade of opportunity as a sports fan. I'm in on something new. I am in on the in-season NBA tournament, and you should be too. It's, it, it, it's happening. It's legit. Don't listen to all these negative naysayers, these what-to-sellers out there, these people that want to bemoan, they don't like the courts, or it's stupid, or I don't understand it. I don't know how souffle is made. You ever had a chocolate souffle? It's great. I don't need the physics of that thing to understand it. I don't, when I order food at a restaurant, demand the chef come out and walk me through the process of how I put it together before I know if I enjoy the food or not. I'm not very smart, but I like food. I just trust my taste buds. I need you to trust your sports taste buds here, okay? Last night was the final night of group play for the NBA in-season tournament. What in the world am I talking about group play or point differential? Don't worry about it, okay? Adam Silver's back there where you can't see him in the NBA kitchen, and he's making some souffles. Are that plural? Souffles? I don't know how it goes, all right? He's putting together some appetizers. He's bringing out a basketball feast. Don't worry about the details. You'll figure it out later, all right? Just lean into the magic. Yesterday was the end of the process that takes us from 30 teams, that's how many teams are in the NBA, to eight that remain try to win this in-season tournament. There's going to be a round of games coming up. And then next week in Vegas, I will be there, and I'm very excited. I'm not biased at all because I'm going to spend a lot of my time at the Aria, at the blackjack table, and the poker table, and I'm not working. There's going to be a semifinals and a finals. Lakers are going to play the Suns. You're going to have the Pacers against the Celtics. You're going to have the Bucks against the Knicks, and you're going to have the Kings who won a riveting game against the Pelicans. And it is going to be dynamic. I'm here for it. I'm in for it. I'm I'm, I'm down with the excitement because last night, especially the late game, which some of you may have missed, West Coast, even I was tired. I'm on the West Coast. I mean, Tom goes to sleep at 7 p.m. He watched that thing when he woke up at 3 in the morning. He watched stuff on delay. And here's the situation. I know it's confusing, but it was fun. You break these teams in, into six different groups. They all play each other. If you win the whole, if you win every game, if you go four and zero in your group because there's five teams per group. I'm not good at math. It took me a long time to figure this out yesterday. You can't play yourself. That's the trick. So again, don't ask the chef what's going on. Just accept it. If you go four and zero, you advance. But most teams, a lot of teams that are in the mix, went three and one. Then you get into, and this is kind of weird. It's a very soccer kind of thing. You get into point differential, unless there's head to head. So if you have a multi-way tie for the wild card, which obviously happened. Or in groups, which can't happen, you go head-to-head unless it's three-way tire more than you go point differential. So yesterday, the undefeated Kings in the group play came in to play a Warriors team that's always had their number. The Warriors had just gotten Draymond Green back. It feels like they're in a bit of a free fall. They lost, what, seven, I think, of nine. Hadn't been playing particularly well. Clay Thompson was snapping at reporters who are well-respected. Andrew Wiggins has been doing a, as much of a disappearing act as Diesel does at 7 p.m. On a, on, a, on a Wednesday. I don't know why I'm taking shots at these. I work so hard. It's not fair. Don't worry about it, Tom. I'm a chef. Eat the food. Don't ask about where it came from or why. And all that had to happen is that the Kings had to win this game in order to advance to the next round. But if the Warriors beat them, then the Warriors would advance unless, which ended up happening during the game, the Timberwolves won, which forced a three-way tie if the Warriors won. Very confusing. Again, don't worry about the details. And this was a Sacramento team that got down 24 points at one point was down about 17 and a half, but because they only had to get within 11 points because of point differential, I know it's confusing, they had a reason to fight back in the game. And it took on this playoff atmosphere. And it was really fun. 
and the Kings could have just lost the game, but lost by 11 or fewer and advanced. Instead, their attempts to stay within 11. It was 12, 13, 14, 15 points for, for stretches of the second half, but it felt like a close game. These, these guys were playing like it was a playoff game because they knew there was something on the line. Even though normally at 15 points, even against the Warriors, in November, you might just throw up your hands and say, it's a long season, it's a marathon, why am I sprinting right now? I'm out. And there was a great moment where TNT caught Steph Curry, live mic, talking to his teammates, saying, hey, because of the points, we got to win by 12. That's the number. I screwed that up. we got to change our strategy. we got to get to 20 for a cushion. It had excitement. It was riveting. The NBA game, and I was really excited about this because I stayed up to do CBS Sports HQ TV, lasted, I think, seven hours. It was like a baseball game before they changed the rules for that. But it was really interesting and cool. And all these things went on over the course of the night. This Warriors-Kings game was super exciting. Houston was playing the Mavs, and if Houston won, they were in over the Pelicans, but the Mavs played really well at the end. Jason Kidd got all, get all snippy with reporters after a win. I mean, you had so much going on. You had Joe Mazzula having his team foul Andre Drummond to just rack up the point differential and Billy Donovan not knowing what the hell was going on. There was angst and energy and effort you don't usually see because it's an in-season tournament. And I talked to a lot of sources over the last two days that people are buying in. Some are, some aren't. I did talk to a former player who's still very involved, high-profile guy, still in the NBA, even though he's now retired, who's connected to and hangs out with players. And his read yesterday was, some guys haven't, but guys are starting to buy in. There's a competitiveness, right? I mean, I don't want to lose in table tennis when I'm playing to pass the time as a groomsman. I once went to a wedding and uh, was covered in sweat as I just waited with the groom, and the groom was covered in sweat because we were playing such aggressive table tennis that I got in trouble with his mom because he thought maybe I almost ruined the wedding because he was, you know, his suit was drenched. But that's what dudes do. People compete. They certainly do at the NBA level. Listen to this. Jason Kidd and the Mavs win this game. They don't advance, but they win the game. And there's certainly the backstory, probably angst of Mark Cuban and whatever the hell's going on with him selling the family but supposedly retaining control of basketball operations. We'll get into it. But he's asked about how Kyrie Irving and, and Luka Doncic are closing this year, and they did last night in ways they haven't before. Positive. Everything's going well. And just like it happens in the playoffs, there was because they won the game, but they didn't advance in this situation, there was an edginess that, to me, is good theater and speaks to basketball that these guys care about. What have you seen the difference in the dynamic, you know, specifically with uh, Luka and Kyrie when you're closing games? Um, I think maybe, Tim, maybe it's the things that you guys thought should have happened day one is that they should be successful right off the bat. Um, and it takes time. Failing is all right. It's not a bad thing to fail um, for a pro athlete because you can get better and learn from it. And those two are the best in the world, and we feel very comfortable with those two having the ball. Sometimes it goes in, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but we learn from it, and I think they've answered that question um, from day one. Um, as you just mentioned, they're one of the best, if not the best, in clutch time. But that was a big big thing you guys wanted to make a big deal about last year. But you're not making a big deal about it this year because it's going good, right? So write some positive I just asked you a question. And I'm giving you an answer. <laughs> like, I'm t- you guys, you know, there's all right to write positive stuff. People will read your positive <laughs> You don't always have to be negative, right? Like, it's, it's just the world's already negative enough, right? So let's see some positive stuff on some positive people that are playing, doing their job on a nightly basis. Making it a lot easier to do that this year. Well, 
we're only into this year. We can't go back to last year, right? Like, that's the problem. Have a good night. I count five swear words. There were some swear words that mean poop and some swear words that are like the real bad swear words. I mean, he was mixing it up. By the way, yeah, Kyrie Irving's a real positive person. That guy's the epitome. You know, we're putting together a presentation for my kids on how to be more positive, and we're, we're just like putting together a Kyrie Irving slideshow. This guy talking about. Also, I wish I could be angry in that silent, you know? It sounds like he's tucking his kids into bed. And then it's just, whoa, whoa, oh, you're mad because you have no emotion. I didn't notice the throbbing temple over that. I just thought maybe you had a headache. No, I'm the headache. Got it, got it, got it. There was an energy to this in-season tournament. Buy in. Get into it. It is actually exciting and interesting. I mean, hell, it's a, it was a Tuesday night. There's no NFL on. There's no baseball on. Not that most of you will be watching anyway. But if you will be, you know, I'm sorry. Get It was really cool. Now, there are some things that are weird. The point differential in the tiebreakers, which mattered in a lot of situations, is, is strange. Got the Suns in. Got the Knicks in as, as the wild cards. It's a weird, it's a weird kind of thing, and you saw Boston, as I mentioned, having to run the score up because they needed to make sure they had the point differential. That, those are the rules, right? That's the that's the way it's constructed. Because if you you're not going to have this thing be 15 games, so in the small sample size, you're going to have a lot of teams that go three and one. You just are. You're going to have teams that are three and one in the groups of five, and you're certainly going to have. There's a wild card from the east and a wild card from the west to get to eight. Okay, because there's six groups, and I thought Drew Holiday spoke to the fact that as much as this is exciting, it's a work in progress for us to get used to, for players to get used to, and maybe some of these things will be adjusted and be different in the seasons ahead. What part of it do you not like? Just kind of running up the score? Where you- yeah, running the score. Um, I get the point differential, but it just feels weird. Uh, kind of like you're kind of disrespecting the game and, and your opponent, um, especially when, I mean, obviously they do what they want. They didn't have their starters in, but... Um, you know, it just, like I said, it feels weird, but I also understand it. If you don't like it, are you having a chat with Joe? Like, I don't really want to hack it, drum in nah, here. No, no, no. How does I, that go? It, I don't, I don't, I did not like it because Joe did it. Yeah. It was more so like the rule of it, but it also is the rule. So I want to win just as much as anybody else. I want to make it to the tournament. And, uh, I mean, possibly be the first to win the end season tournament. So we get it. I don't necessarily care for it, but I understand it, so I'll do it. Look, everyone's got to find their comfort zone with this thing. And I know it's weird and hard to understand, but I'm here for the in-season NBA tournament. I don't need to know what's going on in the kitchen. I didn't, I don't need to know how I made the demi, demi-glaze sauce. Is that a real thing, Tom? I got duck <laughs> recently. and had a demi-glaze. I don't even know what demi, demi-glaze is. Excellent. Yeah. Demi-glazer. What's a demi-glaze sauce? I have no idea. I'm not sophisticated Am I saying that enough. right? I don't think so. I'm just going to... You know what I don't like is truffles. That I don't want to know about. I don't like them either. Yeah, they're not very good. I, I definitely don't want to know what's going into the, into the crab cakes or whatever the hell you're, you're, you're pushing all the time. Don't worry about how this feast is made. Those NBA games last night had a level of intensity and excitement that you don't usually see until April. It's going to work. It's working. I'm here for it. Get into the in-season NBA tournament. It's hard to say, to be fair. It, I mean, it is like, get into the Encyclopedia Brown sponsored by Excitement Let's Go tournament is a lot. Is a lot. NBA Cup, can we call it something different? We're going to come up with a better name for it, but the product's good. 
CBS is the phone number. All right, College Football Playoff Committee. These guys, Tom loves this, did the equivalent of making a bad decision. Somebody, you know, maybe state of, state of, you know, change state, and then just double down with another bad decision. I'm saying the guy's going to be pregnant and then married him as a response. That's what I'm saying. Tom loves it. How the, you think, you think my take's bad? How the college football playoff committee screwed up and why in all the madness Tom came up with the worst take I've ever seen. I cannot wait for what to sell next year, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Writer Than You. Sometimes, Tom, you need a nice meal. Sometimes you need fast food. You know what I'm saying? On CBS Sports Radio. A lot of food analogies. What? Am I hungry in the morning, Tom? What's going on? Today you're a chef. You don't need to know how things are made. You just want to eat it. Adam Silver's the chef. Keep up. I'm the guy eating. I'm just, I'm eating it. I'm not the chef. I'm not wearing a silly white hat. Sorry, I got it confused with the point differential. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in with this in-season tournament. I'm not the rat Ratatouille. I'm the guy that, like, is like, oh, wow, a rat made this, but it's good. Good movie. Ratatouille, good movie. Great movie. Outstanding movie. Just like I have an outstanding producer, even if some people think he's a rat. I don't. I don't think that. I do think we got an interesting take coming up from him. You know what I'm saying, Tom? What, what's wrong? That's not an insult. Calling me a rat? Yeah. Who's no, I'm not calling you a rat. A rat's pretty harsh, man. No, I know. That's why I don't like when people say it. That's why I'm defending you. Who's people? Who are these I'm people? Like, Shh, don't worry about it, Stu. Ryan. David Marinick, Spike Eskin, Bosses. I don't know. I'm not going to name names. I'm glad you're not naming people in the office. That's a good job by you. Thank you. I'm a good guy. Uh, give me a break on the college football playoff committee. Get, here, all right, here's where we're at, okay? The um, the final rankings before conference championship games take place, and we, re- we really lock in who's going to play, be the final four in this final incarnation of this playoff approach. Uh, our Georgia 1, makes sense, 12-0. Michigan 2, yep, great. Totally reasonable. Beat Ohio State in a close game, but beat them. Washington 3. I think there's actually an argument in the case for Washington to be rated higher. And if you get into some of the information and data about 
And there's no such thing as quad wins, but if but if like some writers have started to break this down, if you sort of look at top 35 wi- team wins, or you look at other ways, bowl eligible opponents, power, wins over power five teams, there's a strong argument that Texas and Oregon have better resumes than than even certainly Ohio State, who lost to Michigan. Okay, uh, Washington three. Florida State four. I don't have a problem with this, Tom. Even though their quarterback is not going to be able to compete, going they're undefeated, they're they're in a major conference. I, I get it. Oregon five. Okay, okay. And then my head exploded, and I actually I don't know if you've ever done this because I, I I googled it when it came out. I was on my phone. I was actually doing NBA work. There was other stuff going on, and I pulled it up and I saw Ohio State six. And I thought sometimes I'll Google. I'll I'll have a typo in my Google. And it'll hit me with a ranking from a year ago, right? I'll, I'll put a number. It'll hit me with a ranking from seven weeks. And I thought, this can't be right because Texas and Alabama aren't going to be seven and eight in this ridiculous committee's thinking. Because, And here's why. Historically, no team has ever made the, the Final Four, the college football playoff, the chance at a championship, entering at this phase without being ranked hot, higher than – you have to be at least six. Six is the lowest ranking that's ever advanced. There's been some sixes and obviously some fives. Teams lose. If Washington loses, if Florida State loses, if Michigan loses to Iowa, you could. if Alabama beats Georgia, there's scenarios where you can make an argument, right? But in this scenario, it is very clear that the committee will not consider Texas and will not consider Alabama. What they're telling us is that if Texas beats Oklahoma State, even decisively in the Big 12 championship game, or Alabama, probably more to the point, beats Georgia, even decisively, in the SEC championship game, they're not leapfrogging Ohio State. And one of the dilemmas, and I think interesting points that would have happened, if if either of those scenarios, Texas wins, Alabama wins, they both win, that would have to play out is both Texas and Alabama are 11-1. Texas' only loss is in a rivalry game against an Oklahoma team that was playing really well at the time. Alabama's only loss is to that Texas team in Tuscaloosa. So it's a really tough decision. The committee is doing what is the ultimate move of cowardice and incompetence when you put them together. They are avoiding a difficult decision that could happen by making an inexcusable decision now. They're just like, I don't know, Ohio State. So that when the chips fall where they may, if they fall in a way that is difficult to assess what happens next, they don't have to make a decision. And it's a joke. And it's a travesty. Ohio State lost in what was their playoff game. Michigan against Ohio State was the game that would decide which of those teams should have a chance at a national championship. And by the way, top 25 wins, which I guess like you call a quad one win. It's, it's a basketball term, but that's what some of the writers are using. Alabama has five. Texas has five. Ohio State has three. Oregon has three. Wins versus bowl eligible opponents at this stage of things. Alabama has seven. Texas has seven. Ohio State has six. Oregon has five. Wins versus power five opponents. Alabama has five. Texas five. Ohio State has four. Oregon three. Now, there is a stronger strength of schedule for Ohio State. They have the fifth high, most difficult strength of schedule. Texas has six. Alabama has seven. Oregon has eight. So if you want to make that case, you, you can make that case. But there is, I think, a strong, just in the numbers argument that should be made, that should be legitimate, that even before you calculate the realities of 
Texas and Alabama are playing in their conference championship games and getting there alone should earn you a right and a look over a team that doesn't, there is a resume argument that they're already better than Ohio State. And I know that would somewhat undervalue Michigan and losing to Michigan. But again, Alabama lost to Texas. Texas lost in a rivalry game like like Alabama almost did over the weekend. Georgia didn't win by 80 points over the week. I mean, give me a break. It's a joke. And I love that like in this sort of smorgasbord of of difficult decisions because if Oregon beats Washington, there's all these Tom, 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 you know what? I'm excited. I'm ready. I think maybe I was too negative toward it. It's magic. What's what to sell this thing? D cell said what? It's writer than use. What to sell? I'm just gonna jump in and tell people your take because you like to do a lot of a lot of like trying to backdoor into it to explain it, and then you can defend. You do context. It's called context. There's no context for this. You think that if Oregon beats Washington, that Oregon should not be a lock to be in the college ball playoff? That's not. Well, not, should not be a. I don't think you can just write Washington off without knowing all the other pieces of what all the other teams did. You can't just say Washington lost, they are now out. In my mind. You have made the argument that there's a situation where even if Washington loses, they should get in over Oregon. We already know, as you just explained, the committee just told us, Texas is done. Alabama is done. They don't value them playing in their conference championship game. So, right don't now... Don't give me facts. Defend your ridiculous... So, we're down, we're, we are down to six teams right now. We are down to six. Texas, goodbye. Alabama, goodbye. I don't feel that way. That's what the committee told us. It's a joke, though. If you tell me that Washington is going to lose by one point, two point, three points to Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game on Friday, I'm not automatically writing off the Huskies. I need to know what Florida State did, and I need to know, I, I, I guess, kind of like what we talked about with the uh, the NBA in-season tournament, I need to know point differential here. Bro, bro. What? They, they have, have to win the game. They will have split the two head-to-head Why is it? I'm going to read your tweet. Season. Why is it a given that Oregon would get in over Washington if Oregon wins this weekend? They'll have split the two games. Huskies lose a close game. They'll have an argument to still get in. No, no, you're saying over them. Of course they get over them. Why? Because they would have... A recency bias? They'll have split the two games they played. Because they will have split, and the difference maker will be having played at a neutral site in a game that was clearly decisive for the playoff. That's the that's the deal. This is more than a regular season game. Ohio, Ohio State doesn't have a game to play. We already said the 7-8 and eight seeds, Alabama and Texas, are done. What if Florida State Let's, loses? No, no, no. You said I, I, I can said read it to you. They will have an argument. They will have an argument. What if Florida State loses? Th- there's no scenario. If Oregon beats Washington, they're over Washington. Doesn't mean Washington shouldn't get in. Based on, but but there's there's no. If Oregon beats Washington, they advance be above Washington and before Washington. The winner of Washington Oregon is going. And by the way, you can't say the same thing about any other conference championship game. If Iowa wins, they're not going to the college football playoffs. If Alabama wins, this is a travesty. What a joke. They're not probably going. I think they should. They're not going to the college football playoff. Final four. They're, 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 they're not. Obviously, if Oklahoma State wins, they're not They're not going. The only conference championship game. And by the way, Tom, you can turn off what to sell. I just want to give you a hard time. I like it. I think your take's terribly wrong, but I kind of respect it. I mean, it's not like the Ryan Hickey take that the Bears should trade all their picks for a coach, not a quarterback. 
Do you see this? I don't want to talk about it. I love Ryan. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> Can't have the fun with that one. There is no doubt that whoever wins Oregon-Washington is going. And the reality is that, that we, you are not the person, and I am not the person, and wh- wherever you are listening, you are not the person, and coaches are not the people who decided, in theory, that conference championships were going to matter. That was the committee. That was the power brokers who told us this and have never honored that. If that were true, then Alabama should have a fighting chance to get in over Georgia. If that were true, then Ohio State, unable to make its conference championship, should not be in a position to leapfrog teams that are. If that were true, Texas, who again, their only loss is to... What if, so, so if Texas is, wins their conference championship, and their only loss is to a team that won its conference championship, you're going to have both those conference champions knock it in? That's a joke. Oh, against an Ohio State team that didn't get there? Tom, it's a joke. It's why I'm glad there's expansion. Give me eight. Not because, like, yeah, there'll be less, like, drama to talk about, but the drama that we're discussing is the stupidity and the idiocy and the cowardice and the incompetence of the people making the decisions. Maybe my got somebody pregnant, married them is not a great analogy, but that's what I feel. Oh, my God, what have I done? I'll just get married. In fairness, if if you do get in that situation, it probably is the honorable thing to do, as as I sort of think about it out loud. There's no honor here from the committee. Can I do something I never normally do on this show? Or in life in general. Go give somebody directions? I see where you're getting hung up with my tweet. It is poorly worded. I see what I did wrong. I didn't mean get in over Washington. I meant that they could both make the playoff. Maybe I read it wrong. No, 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 no. Why is it a given that Oregon would get in over Washington? You got you got to say the words though. But I mean, you're used to my whoa, email. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're, used, you, to, you you're gotta, used to my emails. You got to say the words. My bad. Ah, uh, there's three words I'm looking for. Uh, I'm going with my bad. <laughs> you were wrong. It's okay. You can say it. I was wrong. Do my it. Bad. But Axios like, just. You know what? I feel like that's your bed. You read my emails every day. You know what I actually type is not what I mean. You said it yesterday too. That's why it's, you said it yesterday. I didn't go at you because I thought, okay, maybe he misspoke. I'm not going to go at him on the air. Pretty Daddy is a wonderful person and sensitive deep, deep down. There's a, you know, you're like a Tootsie Roll pop. Hard on the outside, but if you get to that, to- it's soft in the center, okay? Hated those commercials. How many legs it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Roll pop and then the owl would crack it? None. I, this is dumb. I know you're going to bite into it. <laughs> Point is, I want to go easy on you, and then you tweeted it. Here's my thing, and I know it's not easy. Like, this isn't easy. If te- Texas is going to win, if te- probably, if Texas wins and Alabama wins in a close game against what do you do I mean let's let's say that you the committee isn't the committee and you can make any decision you want I'm I'm putting Alabama in over Georgia I just am it's a head to head reality in what these these by the way here's the other thing that, that drives me crazy about this is that even if the plan long term forever in continuity were a four-team playoff. And that's not it. We're going to eight next year. But let's just say it was four. I would still want these conference championship games to operate as playoff plus games, right? Play-in game. I want them to be a playoff game. But we know that college football and the power brokers believe that there should be eight teams because they're going to eight. It's coming. So there's no reason just based on the philosophy and the approach they're putting down that there will be an 
extra round where a undefeated team can lose and not win a championship that wasn't there before. Since that's going to happen next year, there's no reason a Georgia shouldn't be in a playoff situation in their conference championship. For me, there's no even Michigan, man. Like even Michigan losing to Iowa, I, I'd probably still put them in, but I would have a conversation about it. Would you be happier next year if it was only eight and not twelve? Yeah, I mean, look, eight. I don't mind twelve. Eight to me is would be fine. And I understand the worry about watering it down. I mean, this year there are eight teams that have a legitimate, an absolutely legitimate chance. Not legitimate. I think have a case that they should be in. Assuming they, like if Alabama beats Georgia, it doesn't take away Georgia's right to be in, in a expanded reality. But with four this year, and eight teams that, that have a, a reasonable chance. And, and maybe it'll be six when it's said and done. Right? Does Ohio State have an argument? Yes. I think the weakest of the eight. Does Oregon, I mean, I think if Oregon loses a one-possession game like they did in the regular season against Washington again, there's an argument. Maybe the argument is they're the eighth seed, right, in a a tournament that's that's expanded. But the idea that Texas and Alabama are going to be in their conference championship games, have a single loss each, and don't have a path to play for a national championship this year is absurd. The Ohio State is a blocker at six. And I think it's a reflection of the incompetence and the cowardice of the people that make the decisions. I hate everything about it. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. Then we got to go because I want to get into Cuban and and the uh, the owner in Carolina of, of that poor, battered, poorly run NFL team. If Georgia loses, Michigan wins, if Oregon wins, if Florida State wins, if basically everything happens that's supposed to happen other than Alabama upsets Georgia and Oregon beats Washington. How would you go with the Final Four? How would I go? I would. Yeah, I'm going to put you on the spot, and I'll give mine too. Alabama's in, Georgia's out, Michigan's in, winner of the Pac-12 is in, and Florida State is in. Exact same thing. And for me, the only team that gets screwed here, the only one, is Texas. And I might be in a situation, I might, where I would I would put Florida State four, and I if I am running the, the college football playoff committee... I'm probably voting for Florida State over Texas in the final the final sort of spot. But I am, if I'm in charge of the committee, if I'm in that room and I'm in charge of it, I'm pushing a, let's have a conversation. Let's have a vote. Let's really dive into Florida State without its quarterback versus Texas with one loss against a rival. Now that we put Alabama in and Texas beat them on the road, how do we win? That's the difficult conversation I'm having. And I'm just saying Georgia's out. Like, that's tough. People could be pissed off. The other thing that drives me crazy is... Athletes and coaches have to accept criticism. You're an idiot. You're stupid. You should be fired. You're dumb. I hate you. It's part. It's so do media, right? So do we. I, we do. It's part of the deal. You're dumb. You're an idiot. Look at this dumb thing you wrote ten years ago. You're so stupid. You should be fired. Okay, cool. It's part of the the background noise to success or career. It's it's the life you chose, like the Godfather, the college football playoff committee. All these administrators who who, who are, I think, a couple levels removed. Do ads occasionally get? Yeah, but not really. They're not in the firing line every day. These cowards who are afraid to be criticized for two weeks, to have their mentions filled up, to have people be mad at them on the street. Hey, man, this is the job. This is the price of responsibility. This is the Spider-Man paradox, reality. With great power and responsibility comes with great responsibility. These guys, these men and women in this committee, shine away from the difficult decisions like Georgia's out. Georgia... Yeah, you get crushed. Welcome to the job, you cowards. That's the deal. 
I think Georgia's amazing. If Alabama beat them by a single final play and it's a heartbreaker, is it fair to Georgia? No, life's not fair, but it's the right decision. And you need people in that room who can make the right decision. Hell, half the reason they're probably expanding the playoffs is so they don't have to be in tough spots to save their own skins, not for what's best for fans. It makes me so it makes me so angry. All right. I like what to sell. 855-212-4CBS. How would you stack the final four if you were on the committee, if you had the power, and we had a situation where an Alabama beats Georgia and Oregon beats Washington, some kind of chaos? 855-212-4CBS. If you want to just throw us really quickly your final four, and we'll get into Mark Cuban and Dave Tepper after we get a CBS Sports Radio update. From Andrew Bogish. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to Writer Than You. So here's my question. If they created a system in which you could accurately and actually upload yourself, you can upload your consciousness into a machine, you could live forever in whatever, wherever it is. They create a little digital space for everybody. You could be immortal in this space. Would you do it? On CBS Sports Radio. You didn't put your terrible answer that you're in, that you're doing it. Don't fall for it. You can't say my opinion is terrible. No, no, you're right. I'm sorry. Let me do that again. You didn't say your interesting opinion that you would take a terrible choice and do it. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. I got you, pal. Uh, Let's go to Boise. Talk a little college football playoff. Eric on 95.3, what is up, my friend? Happy hump day. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, morning, guys. How are you? Good. Hey, so... I think I know they're going to 12, but I really do think the eight's the magic number. And I think it's easier than most people think. And I think back to, you know, the BCS, there was years where the BCS was easy and it made sense and nobody complained, you know, like the Texas USC year. And then there was years where it was just a total catastrophe. And unfortunately the rules have to be set up for the year of the catastrophe. And this is similar to that this year, but I think they could simplify it by saying, so the Pac-12 is no more, so you have four power power uh, four power four conferences is what it's going to be. Yep. And you take the four conference champions, and then you take the next four highest ranked teams. But you have to redo your how you come to your rankings. And I think the one of the things that they have to you know you got strength of schedule, you got head to head, point differential. I think they've got to redo strength of schedule, and you've got to start making these. D1 teams that they play and these tune-up games that Alabama plays in Week 10, you got to start making those count against them. And I think with when you do that, I think it would clarify things a little bit more for the average person, and I think it'd be a little bit easier for the supposed cowers in the playoff committee. Yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a good call. I mean, look, I 
What's interesting, too, about, Tom, how this is going to work out, thank you for, for the call from Boise, is that, and I guess this does sort of lean into your argument, you don't like expansion at all. Whether it's 8 or 12, it'll be 12. But whether it's 8 or 12 or 16, conference championship games aren't going to mean a lot, is one of the arguments. Here's my contention. They don't mean a lot anyway. How am I supposed to get angry that the college conference championship model, right? The Pac, well, there won't be a Pac-12, but the Pac-12 championship this year, the Big 12, Texas against Oklahoma State, the Big 10, Iowa is in the mix. At any of these conference championships, how am I supposed to get mad they won't really be significant next year? They'll be significant for the seeding of the 12 seeds, but I guess for Iowa, right? I guess for Iowa, you, you'd be playing for a chance. So if you won against, because I think they're 16 or 17 now, but for the most part, it doesn't matter. But it doesn't matter now. It doesn't matter for Texas now. It doesn't matter for for Alabama now. It, do, it, it doesn't have any significance. It's insignificant. It's all because they put Ohio State 6. Ohio State is not getting penalized for not even cowards. reaching their conference championship game. Absolute cowards. Hate everything about it. What are Ohio State's marquee wins anyway? I mean, what like what are the wins? What, Penn State, like that's your that's your big win. And no disrespect to Penn State, but they're a second tier team in terms of like outstanding. How how is Penn State that different than Iowa? Penn State cannot beat and do not beat Ohio State or Michigan ever. They're on a different level. I guess you could throw Notre Dame in there as well. Yeah, but the the, the lusters that's true. The lusters come off that a little bit. And there is a, you know a little bit of asterisks on that because Notre Dame didn't have the proper number of players on the field. Right, that's true. For that game winning play. That final that final yeah. I mean it's just it, I I find it absurd. Uh, all right, a little we had a little breaking news. Man, we're not gonna get to anything. College football playoff committee sucking the, the time out of this they're running down the clock. Uh, Mark Cuban is selling, according to Shams, a majority stake in the Mavs to a casino conglomerate. But he's going to retain, the reporting says, full control of basketball operations. Two thoughts. One, I'd like to see how that works. The way the NBA is structured, if you're the controlling owner, you're Jeannie Buss or, or Mark Cuban right now, you're what's called the governor of your team. So you have an actual vote. And then you designate one person as the alternate governor. If you can't make the meeting, if you're sick... We want to send them to vote for you. Those are the people that have the power. I mean, Daryl Morey currently has basketball ops control in Philly, but the owner can fire him whenever he wants to. So I am very skeptical they can create a system where Mark Cuban is a minority stakeholder and has unequivocal basketball control forever. But there's no scenario where they can get rid of him. I don't, I don't believe it, and I'm very skeptical the NBA would ever approve such a model. That doesn't make sense. Be like if you could just negotiate with your bosses, you could never be fired for any reason and sign that contract. Why do anything? What, what's the? But I think here's what's really going on. And this is the bigger loss for, for, for Tommy because he loves Shark Tank. I've seen like three episodes. This comes, Cuban selling his team, the majority stake, he's going to keep a minority stake. At the same time, the same news cycle that he's stepping away from Shark Tank after 16 years on, on Pretty Daddy's favorite show. I, think the, I know this is already out there, but it was my first thought. I think the guy's running for president. I mean, there, there's something going... Because it's one thing to say, all right, he's cashing in. He's cashing in on his investment. He made $140 million a year. If you sort of take the amount that he bought it for, what it's worth now, what it's to be evaluated at. It's a discount, by the way. 
that he's offering, probably to keep control. I think he might be running for president, Tom. I really do. Would people vote for Mark Cuban for president? Mark Cuban has supporters. He has people, big fans. I mean, the Shark Tank contingency. It's a big one, man. Is it? I mean, look, I'm not the biggest Mark Cuban fan, but I think he has a good rapport on the show with the rest of the panelists. So, like, he will be missed on the show. You don't like him on the show? I don't. I mean, look, I, I have a bit of a biased opinion on the show because I know Mark Cuban through the Mavs, and he's not my favorite owner in sports. Yeah. But he works well with the rest of the panelists on the show. I mean, I don't understand that. Like, the, I don't understand why people love the show so much. These these rich guys basically are rip off entrepreneurs. But yeah, it's just like you know, Joe Schmo's like me. Come up with a great idea. They need capital. They need investment. Here's a bunch of people who have already done it, been there, done that. We'll make you successful. I think it's. What awesome. would you pitch? To, you got called into Shark Tank tomorrow. What would you pitch? Try to get rich. What are you selling? I've had this idea for a long time now. Don't laugh at me. You got to promise not to okay. laugh at me. I want I light up flooring. Light up flooring, like in the middle of the night when you got to go to the bathroom. So you can see and you don't walk into things. Thank you for not laughing. You're welcome. I'm keeping my promise and it's physically difficult. Love that idea. Dennis Dodd, who lights up the floors of college football, next here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 